Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen. This is a podcast about hanging out in Copenhagen. Hello and welcome to the Six Show Podcast, Copen and Copenhagen. My name is Owen and I am with Marius. Hi, Elsam. And we have our guest with us today, Marianne Manasova. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, you are listening to the Six Show Podcast, Copy in Copenhagen. Uh, we talk about life in Denmark. Yes. We talk about uh, life in Scandinavia. Yes. Uh, and we, we do this by by venturing into our own personal stories and and news articles yes. and events yeah. that we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Thanks for thank you. You're really backing me up on this. I appreciate that. I'm fully for supporting. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and 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 because Marius and I, uh, we we we're, we've got a very narrow-minded views and things. We like to have guests. And that's why Mariana has joined us. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Mariana, you are a, a dancer and an entrepreneur and you've been living in Denmark and you've been creating an artistic life for yourself. Can that's you right. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> so I'm doing something that is called contemporary dance mm-hmm. and many people are trying to find the definition of it in Wikipedia. And for <laughs> those people, I would like to say, please don't. <laughs> so, is, is there a correct definition or is it because there's no... Accurate definition. Well, there is certainly correct definition, and uh, you know one can search for it in uh, numerous books and uh, scientific studies. <laughs> But uh, I think that you know I'm just going to give it mine, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that how I can describe what I do is um, basically I create dance that never happened before. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Mm. I can get down with that. Yeah. So if you can imagine that dance can be created um, a- around uh, the concept, that's more or less what I do. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically. That was a what fulfilling answer that somehow <laughs> didn't give me an answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel I feel fulfilled. <laughs> no, so I do feel fulfilled. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That there is. you go. Yes. And uh, to to continue uh, fulfilling things, uh, what I want fulfilled is my knowledge. I want I want my the, there's gaps in my brain today about. Uh, Things that have happened in Denmark recently, yes. aka news. Uh, so I'd like to mm. start off with uh, getting into some of the articles that we've chosen to bring today. Marius, uh, oh no, actually no, I'm going to start this. You're going to start, I'm gonna start this week because yes. uh, it was my choice, and I forgot that I was going to start. <laughs> uh, right. So I was uh, scouring the the news, um, and uh, and uh, it, it's it's difficult. I'll be honest, it's difficult to find news articles at the moment. For obvious reasons, mm. because it's very, very centric on the war, yeah, on the world. But it was the same during Corona. Like, like it completely sort of you know takes over. Yeah, and there's so many other stories. Yeah, uh, maybe of lesser importance, but still with some importance that yeah. are that Absolutely. are drowned out or yeah. lost in this. Yeah, right? and it's yeah. now like it's almost you could say Corona is now. You know, who's talking about yeah, Corona? Yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah, nowadays. yeah, exactly. Yeah. There were it, it, it was there were fifteen thousand cases on Wednesday, I think. Mm. Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday last week. Mm. Um, but anyway, and fewer in, in intensives, so it's going the, the yeah, right yeah. direction. I, mean, in that I sense, was talking to a guy this week who got it, and he he literally had no symptoms whatsoever. Mm. He mm. just had it. He stayed at home, and then he was fine. Yeah. And anyway, that's but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking no. about war right now. I, uh, uh, I'm just saying that the, this is what I've noticed in in my news intake. Uh, what yeah. I did find was surprise, surprise, alcoholism. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, what's up with that? Not a <laughs> it's like it's like a Jerry's eye. What's up with alcoholism? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, is it even the, any news in Denmark? Okay, so it's not alcoholism per se, but it's uh, a new law that uh, Denmark is 
looking at well the the oh, the God. health the health organization of mm. Denmark uh, that the official term Sundhedsstyrelsen so yeah, yeah. Um, have come out with a new um, uh, suggestion uh, they've come out with a few new suggestions about alcohol intake in Denmark mm. uh, but one of them uh, is that under 18s shouldn't be allowed drink full stop good luck with that right mm. okay yeah. mm. uh, they put it down to uh, they wanted long story short they're saying uh, it's damaging for um, brain development Coming mm. up to like that, that's a very important time. And they also, interestingly enough, they also say that like um, uh, under 18s who are inebriated uh, may uh, have more uh, liability to uh, make poor decisions and possibly get into uh, uh, situations where such as unwanted sex and things mm. like this. So they're kind of doing a mm. broad sweep of bad things mm. that can happen when you're drunk. Uh, but I want to talk about this. There's another section to the alcohol, and we'll talk about it in a second. But I want to talk about this because Marius. You're Danish. Yes. You're you are are, Wait, are Danish. Yes. Yeah, yes. 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 I, I am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you. So you, you've been brought up in the, the alcohol world of Denmark. <laughs> the alcohol. World. I've been brought up in the alcohol world of Ireland. Eighteen mm. uh, is the line for for Ireland. Yeah. Has it? Uh, is that a? Uh, it's been like that for many many millennia. 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 When you um, were uh, when I was a. <laughs> What we last we lad yeah 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 Marianne when when what's the, what was it for you? Well, I'm coming from a family uh, where alcohol hasn't been drank. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, of course we would have uh, events or you know like uh, home mm. parties where mm-hmm. everybody would you know pour themselves a cognac, wine. Mm. But uh, yeah, how sophisticated? <laughs> yeah, right? Quite much. Quite But what much. about what about the the age? In Belarus, what's the age bracket? Um, yeah, I believe that it's actually still 18 years old. Oh, it's 18 there yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think that is the norm for most countries, right? Yeah. Or like in the states. Oh, is it the states? 21. For goodness sake. Sorry, 21 is <laughs> But I think it's important to say something about, uh, you know, the culture of drinking in my family. Because... Okay. The thing is that uh, we need to look at the culture of parties that my family was organizing. It's okay. not it's not that they were uh, posh or, you know, you better. See, I, we've like already that. differentiated because you're saying your family are organizing parties. I mean, mm. I, I wasn't or my parent, family weren't organizing parties. No. no. I mean. <laughs> right. There is so, but, but please continue, continue. Yeah, continue. no, certainly, certainly. I can I can definitely think that it's uh, it's uh, one of the best things that my family was doing. But yeah. um But the thing is that, you know, there would be like perhaps 20 people sitting around the table and mm. there would be only one conversation. Mm. So, and those conversations, like no matter how those people were, uh, you know, on the both sides of my parents were um, disagreeing with each other on mm. other occasions. Yeah. During this event, it would be, you know, like the swords would be just yeah, put okay. somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. And... Those conversations wouldn't be, you know, the conversations about the weather. Um, it would be still a very nice, you know, very quick exchange from yeah. one side of the table to another. Mm. And uh, then many of them would uh, also sing or play instruments mm. or, you know, I was, of course, dancing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in yeah. front of everyone. Um, yeah, so... so 
you know, I don't remember anyone being hammered. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that, you know, that when we are talking about alcohol or any other type of... Mizpur. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Any kind of other... Yeah, I think th- I'm always asking the question, like, what is it we're trying to give ourselves, uh, right? Like, is it, are we trying to give ourselves courage? Are we trying to give, uh, give ourselves relaxation uh, to be able to enjoy others? Or are we perhaps being just completely overloaded by people who are standing around us and... You know, trying to numb ourselves because this can be. Yeah, and, that, and that's and that's something we've talked about on the show about like Danes using alcohol to, um, and like our Irish people uh, use it as a crutch as well. So don't, mm. I'm, I'm not trying to be you know tarnishing anybody here, but uh, um, Danes using it as a, a tool to lower um, the the social walls uh, to sure. allow them to interact more mm. easily and and because uh, yeah I, we we've, yeah. like and these these It's very much a social lubricant. Yes. Yeah. Or we yeah, go heavy know? on the the lubricant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that's what happens when you're too tight. So what what do you what's Ooh. what's your gut reaction to that, Marius? Uh it's it's always I'm always a little bit ah what the hell. Like I'm fine. Look at me. Like yeah. and uh, I'm not that's not necessarily uh <laughs> a good attitude to it. Mm. Uh, maybe there is some <laughs> rationale behind it but I, i like my worry is that or not worry but like is it is it actually going to have an effect like to to ban it because kids will still find ways of getting the alcohol sure. so it's 16 in denmark right yeah so mm. if you're if i was 16 i could go into a bar and just order a pint no so in bars you have to be 18 oh okay like most most I think most bars, even bodegas and stuff like that, some bodegas oh, are probably a bit more Definitely lax. Definitely, I've seen 16-year-olds Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I, some of my best drinking nights were with 16-year-olds in <laughs> <and> bodegas. <laughs> but uh, not true. I think there there might be, I th- I'm not 100% sure, but I think there is a law. For most bars and most uh, like nightclubs, anything, you have to be 18 to go in. Mm, okay. Anyway, so... Um and I think it's the same with the, the, the drinking age, but like yeah, it's like a netto or the kiosk or any of these places. That's where kids can go buy alcohol. Uh, We used to call that bushing in Ireland. <laughs> you'd get you'd like because you it's like again you'd find alcohol. Of course you'll find alcohol. Yeah, like yeah. from mm. from like fifty. Uh, people, some people in Ireland start quite pretty young, but like say fifteen, right? Mm. By fifteen, you're you're starting to look for drinks. Oh, I remember buying my first beer at thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That you know, so you're out there. Uh, but you know, we used to call it bushing in Ireland. So um, you'd buy a bunch of cans and you'd find a bush and you go drinking it. Yeah. Was <laughs> I personally, I did very, I did very little bushing because I loved the challenge of getting served in a bar. Yeah, okay. that was my thing. I would like from fifteen, sixteen, sixteen, let's say. I mean, you know, if you're sixteen or eighteen, you can still get shit faced and do stupid things. Yeah, like, and even you don't have to get shit faced. I mean, you can just no, do yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But do you, yeah, do you do you think do you think the government should? Because if 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 you're saying teens are going to do it anyway, do you think Denmark should just be like? We'll just make it a little harder. Yeah. Well, I think that you know, y- y- one must have a little bit more of a soft eye <laughs> on mm. a teen. But no, I don't think I don't. I, I don't think it should be the government setting a, a, a tougher age restriction on it. I think if there is a conversation to be had, it's about 
our drinking culture. But there, but there is, mm. there is, there is scientific fact behind that as well about saying like the it's the development, it's stunts the development of the brain. Oh sure, for sure, for sure. But I think that's you know the question of like okay, how can we influence our also, culture? Yeah, but isn't that related to how much you drink also? Yeah, I, but uh, I wasn't expecting questions. Jesus, um, uh, new recommendations under eighteen: drink alcohol based on knowledge that the uh, detrimental fact of the development of the brain caused by alcohol in young people. So it's saying that it's it's go, it doesn't give the article I'm reading doesn't give exact amounts, but it's saying drinking alcohol at that stage is mm. detrimental because mm. it's still it's still malleable at that stage. Sure. I think it's like 18, 19 when we stop growing, mm. right? Well, uh, are you guys on TikTok? No. no. Well, I'm 33 and I am. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dancer. You should be. Yeah. Uh, so are you, Marius. I was. <laughs> My dancing days are over. That's a huge misconception. <laughs> so, no, actually, I'm uh, on TikTok because I want to understand this new sort of media. Sure, you know? sure, And yeah, of course, yeah. as we know... Um, bunch of young people are on TikTok mm-hmm. and uh, from I can what I can detect from there is like actually a bunch of uh, teenagers are not drinking and not smoking and not doing drugs okay they're actually choosing the sober path okay so something good for them something what mm. they are doing yeah uh, they are doing much better than our generation yeah or not so the question is what are they doing mm. we need to ask them perhaps our generation should ask them living contently with the knowledge of their sobriety and yeah. their clarity of thought and mind yeah how about that sounds horrible but I mean my point being uh, to that little like surely the amount of alcohol the more you drink the more it affects your well, brain well kids aren't allowed to drink spirits right no yeah that's also like right. like you have to be 18 to buy uh, yeah like vodka or spirits. cocaine or, or yeah. crack or yeah, whatever you can get in that time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. actually does Push Rally give Push Rally is um, FYI if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about it's the place in Christiantown or Christiania where you can buy weed do they care very about very strict with ID get the f- go away yeah okay no okay right okay <laughs> do, but no, no, anyone but, can buy no, weed there, I, I, I think they they At least back in the day when when it was more of a idealistic, a, yeah, and maybe the the, the 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 pusher market had a bit of a it was some different people. It was yeah. it was still criminals, yeah. but it was maybe less tough criminals. I yeah. think um, there was. I'm not a hundred percent, but I th- I think they would they would turn young kids away. Okay, good. So yeah, yeah, that's good. But that's all. That's just another fucking reason to legalize it, right? Yeah. So you don't have kids going. Yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Um, uh, the other, the other parts of this article were uh, the other. The information was that they've now. Uh, so, uh, quick fire round, quick quiz. How many units is an adult meant to drink um, a week? Help for who? An adult. Any g- an given adult, adult how many units of alcohol? Based on gender, also. Or uh, there is a change in gender, but what's the general? Middle ground that I'm, uh, yeah, actually, okay, in, there's, yeah, okay. Back Sorry. in my day, it was, I'm pretty sure it was, f- like, on a week, in a week? Yeah, in a week. Yeah, 14 for women and 21 for men. That's how it was when I... Uh, oh, it's changed. It's, uh, it was... Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, weekly intake. You're right. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. 
Yeah. So <laughs> by units, does it mean what? 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 So like a glass of wine is a unit. All yeah. oh, right. A shot, right. Uh, depending on what uh, a, a shot is, a unit. Mm. Yeah. Uh, a pint oh. is like a unit in a bit. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that's now being brought down to 10 units. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, guidelines uh, for adult men and women alike have advised to drink no more than 10 units a week and no more than four in one day. <laughs> I've had more than that today. <laughs> I mean, I mean the weekly amount. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm Interesting. Not, you know. uh, but anyway, that's like that. There's no debate there. That's just what that says. So I'm, I am, I am, I am, I am. Yeah, just, what do you think? <sighs> I, I told you I wasn't expecting <laughs> questions. Um, I think it's fine for the government to say 18. Mm. I think it's okay for a government to give a stance on what they think is health-wise correct, and. I, I but then give like have a leniency of like kids are going to be kids so like don't don't have cops getting super strict on teenagers no, drinking yeah, pants yeah, and stuff yeah, like that like yeah. don't ruin like just it's also a waste of fucking cops time yeah exactly um uh yeah so I would say I, like I'm not I don't care strongly about it but I would be on the side of if the health authorities are saying it's bad for you just step into the age group where you think eh, this is a bit closer mm. to to health Being it being healthier and not much of a risk, I'll be like, all right, that's cool. Of course, I don't have a kid, and I'm not a kid, yeah. so I'm not dealing with it on the ground. You yeah, know? yeah. So uh, it <laughs> yeah. could be different. It's not going to affect us. So yeah. it's easy for us ah, to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Child free forever. Mariana, okay, we talked about this off air, but please, can you pronounce your name for me? That isn't an Irish way of saying it. Yeah. So um, my mother language is Russian. Mm-hmm. Even though that I'm not, mm. um, and I would pronounce my name as Marianna. Yeah, I, mm. I I tried a few times before recording, and um, <laughs> I, I we we just went Farmer Joe, Marianna, they'll do. So Marianna. It is difficult. It is. Uh, yes, apology. It's really difficult. <laughs> for me, it is. For me, it is. Um, please. Uh, what did you bring to us today? What what story did you want to discuss? Yes. Yeah, so um, you know, it's like we like to read present news but how about those news from the past which are still like living in your heart yeah mm. totally sure so but that's also to that like, we're talking about it's like yeah. this uh, topical news like what's the next story what's the next story and so yeah. much is like you don't dive into things yeah. like exactly. that or like oh, oh that, that was that thing well that was last week no one cares anymore yeah. no, precisely uh, precisely well I care good mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. Yes. lovely <laughs> well uh, have you have you guys heard about the guy called uh, Jens Henning yes Yeah, who's the dude? The artist. The artist. Yes. Yes. What do you know about him? Marius, you can take it. Well, he uh, he was, I, as far as I understand, he was uh, re like reposting. I don't know what you call it actually. He was uh-huh. putting up his re-exhibiting yeah. some some of his artwork. Mm. And he no, had, he was paid to do that. He was paid he to, was do paid that. to do that. Yeah. And it was something about uh, the the difference between the pay of a. Danish worker or was uh-huh. it an artist? I can't remember. And an Austrian or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's also kind of the version that I've mm. heard. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, comparison of salaries at least. Yeah, comparison mm. of salaries. Mm-hmm. And he uh, the um, uh, he did a runner with the money. He did a runner he, with the money. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. He didn't put the art out and he ran away with the money. Well, he exactly. yeah, but, but he calls it that the art piece. Yeah, that's yeah. the art yeah. piece. Yeah, yeah. are yes, we right? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. you're totally right. Good. Now. If that's the only part of the story that you've heard, yes. Mm. Uh, what do you know about why did he do that? Uh, I, because he's he's 
smart very brave <laughs> awesome so yeah. so and that's the part of the story that i really wish every newspaper would cover okay because that is precisely what uh, most of the people know and that's precisely what most of the newspapers would write on that account mm-hmm. and actually i absolutely love his own statement about it mm. Uh, let's but it was—it was a wasn't yeah. it? It was like five hundred thousand. It was a significant amount. Also, I can't remember how much it was. It's difficult to say. So most of the newspapers are writing that it's like eighty-eighty-four thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So basically, five hundred thousand crones. Yeah. And honestly speaking, for an artist like that, it's not much. I know. I know. I know <laughs> how it sounds. <laughs> I We're know how business. it sounds for most of the people, but seriously, it's not much. Right, okay. No. Uh, so, but what, he's, what he speaks himself about it is basically that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it, guys. So, instead, Hanning delivered an empty canvas. The work is that I have taken their money. It's not theft. It is breach of contract, and breach of contract is the part of work. I encourage other people who have... Just as miserable working conditions as me to do the same. If they are sitting on some shit jobs and not getting money and are actually being asked to give money and go to work, then take the box and plug off. <laughs> That is a general call. That's a call for action. Yes. Yes. He fucking did the manifesto. Mm. You know? Yeah. And of course... Would governmental newspapers cover that part? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Question. And that's actually, like, isn't it, don't you find it, like, kind of hmm, annoying? Like, the situation of artists in Denmark? Because, you know, because, like, we know Denmark as the welfare state, as yeah. the state that, where, you know, everyone has this fair wage mm. And mm. that the whole world is dreaming about. But, hmm, are we, do we? That's not my experience. Well, I, my impression... I'm not saying this is 100% factual, but I mm. think there is somewhat of a... There's a small group of artists who are supported by the government so that they will easily get government funding or grants or stuff like that mm. to, to make their art. And mm-hmm. I think they live a pretty good life. Yeah. I think outside of that, it's fucking hard. And there's very exactly. little money and very exactly, little support. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? And like personally... I think that, oh, right. Well, not everybody can be in this, like, 10-20% of those artists that are getting regular commissions. Mm -hmm. But, and, of course, like, not everyone can work for Royal Opera. But Mm. how about, um, you know, those people who are, let's say, lower in the chain um, and are trying to do, you know, any other creative jobs and actually are hired by creative institutions, Mm. but just simply... Those creative institutions can easily get away with not paying those people. Mm. Yeah. Um, because, you know, most of the people that I'm talking with who are Danish or, again, like, you know, diving in this Danish dream, they simply won't believe me. And I'm better just... Danish uh, <laughs> accent than me, am I? <laughs> It is definitely more difficult for people from outside of Denmark. Yeah. But I must say that I've met quite a lot of Danish creators who are uh, 
yeah, basically need to go and wash uh, the floors or, you know, work somewhere uh, nights mm, yeah. in order to continue doing what they're doing. And, but the thing is that what is different between, uh, let's say, my approach to that and theirs uh-huh. is that they really convinced that uh, there is no other way, that there is no way to actually communicate to anywhere up in the state yeah, yeah. that this is not fucking okay. So I feel that way. Basically, mm. um, my experience, and I'm I'm here close to 10 years, mm. um, my experience is that um, in Denmark, uh, there is, like, it's, there is not enough of culture of paying for culture, uh, cultural workers. Mm. And it goes even so fo- so much absurd that you would have, you know, all those meetings on sustainability, uh, sustainability in art mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, ecological relations in art and all of that. And meanwhile, you just have like freaking sweatshop running around. Mm. And, you know, and again, I would come back to those um, cultural institutions because, you know, Don't, won't you guys expect that, you know, that people would be actually paid for teaching? Like, if, if I'm, for example, like, teaching in school, yeah. should I be paid? Yeah. 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 Should I be paid, uh, like, would you would you expect that uh, I would have a union that would back me up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, surprise, there is none of it. Mm. So, of course, there is, um, there is a union, but... Uh, basically doesn't like it doesn't it doesn't take cases mm. it just simply doesn't take cases well, what yeah. do you mean when you're not being paid to teach in in at schools yeah well uh, it's not like that <laughs> uh what i'm saying is uh that i'm actually not being paid by what the union would set the union rates no, yes the yeah, union yeah, rates yeah. so you know for these 10 years um yeah uh, every hour i teach i'm underpaid 150 crowns. Mm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that adds up real quick. Yeah. Easily, easily. And of course, I'm not getting paid for vacations. Yeah. And if you're teaching in school, and if you're teaching in Danish school, <laughs> you have lots of vacations. So, yeah. I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I got it. I got two... Two two thoughts. One yeah, go is um, going back to the, the, the statement you read. Mm-hmm. So what he's... he's If we're taking that literally, he's, he's talking about civil disobedience, right? Breaking contract. Be, I, I like the way he's saying like breaking contract is part of a contract. It's like it's all mm-hmm. in the same frame, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, I don't. Is that an answer to this? I don't know. Um, I think so. <laughs> but but it's just going to turn if, if if it's it's a repetitive thing. If art, if creators continually fuck over contracts, they're right. going to be there's going to be less and less. Uh, Call to use them. Yeah. Well, you see, can I compare this to dictatorship state? Sure. Bam. Sure. <laughs> okay, what a statement. <laughs> all right, all right. But trust me, I think I have some sort of connection Go for it. there. So if the state keeps screwing you over, mm-hmm. over and over and over and over, and you just obey, 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 mm. and, you know, and your uh, your boundaries are getting pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, Um, it comes to the point where a person who is oppressed or, you know, a citizen who is oppressed, mm. they just simply don't feel it. Mm-hmm. They take it as given. Mm. And uh, when I'm seeing the situation with artists, at least in this country, it goes very much there. Uh, absolutely everyone who I'm meeting, it's 
it's very I, I don't even know I don't even remember one person who would be ready to say okay I'm actually ready to go with you and negotiate I'm ready to go with you and stand up mm. um, I'm ready to go and share um, this idea with people that you know that we have to um, somehow stand against the system that we've been put in mm. very few very few a bunch of people just taking it as given they are scared of um, being seen as difficult mm-hmm. uh, and of course they are because part of um, artistic Uh, creation is certainly network networking and collaborations. Yeah. So they're just scared of being, um, yeah, persona non grata. Yeah. Mm. And those collaborations can be sometimes their only bread on the table. But then, but then is mm. is the answer for them to start being aggressive towards? Like aggressive is the wrong word. But what what? So what is the next step then? Yeah. So um. I think that first of all, it's certainly raising awareness and mm. changing the culture. Mm. And uh, you know what what Jens has done um, is basically uh, also another part of the article is basically saying that he hasn't been paid what he was be- uh, has been promised to right. pay. Yeah, yeah. So he did it also in response. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't just like came to surprise the museum who invited him and actually given all the commission. Mm. No, he actually calculated it and saw that, yeah, that he actually will need to put more money to this yeah. work. Okay, so that uh, here's the next one. Here's mm. the second thing. Mm. And this is, this is, make of the, what you will of this. Go what ahead. about the tortured artist what about the fact that the hardship create is is, is oh. necessity for art and creativity oh no you don't think ah oh, bullshit <laughs> i i i like I, no no, no. I, don't mind, i don't mind i don't mind i don't mind the idea look i'm speaking on my own behalf i don't mind i i, I have i have a sense of pride that i i mm. We do this, like for instance, just this podcast. We've done this for three years, mm. and so many times we've had reasons to be like, "We'll quit," mm. and we still have, mm. and we're still going. Mm. And I have, I have such a oh, sense of pride in that. Yeah. And I think if if we'd just locked into something and got a, a con- like a sponsorship or a contract straight away, I don't think I'd feel as proud of this podcast as I do. Yeah. Well, personally, I'm not being proud of you know destructive systems that uh, are powering my art. Mm. Um. I don't think that's that's uh, the only way. I think that there are a bunch and bunch of and bunch of myths around uh, who artists are uh-huh. and uh, around artistic work. Yeah. And myths um, uh, we have, you know, we have myths like, oh yeah, all the artists are sloppy and lazy and egotistic and narcissistic and whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Like that's Marius. That was my Tinder profile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, did it work for you? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You see, there's no prof- no profit in it. Like, actually, the funny part is that we are so selfless, and you guys can say it by yourself, by your own work. That's what you do, right? Mm. Um, and uh, for me, you know, I'm I'm working with my body. Mm. The moment I'm feeling stressed, the, f- the moment I'm feeling fucking overworked, the, yeah. wom- the moment I'm feeling overloaded, like I'm feeling somatic pain yeah. right away. Does mm. it make me a better artist? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It affects yeah. your work. 
Certainly. Yeah. I yeah. think I think pain and and suffering can be great inspiration for art. Yeah. I mean, to me, what he has done there mm. is to be this is fucked up. Mm. But he's done something proactive in turning it into I his art I absolutely agree piece. with you. And yes. I think that is that is that is the way forward. Yeah. And I think there's a danger in that, like, oh, but you would never become the artist had you not struggled and had uh, all these issues. Like, there could yeah. be people who have lived happy lives who become amazing artists. Sure, 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 sure. So it's not like this is the only way. No, no, no. And no, I, no, I, no I think I, yeah. it's a it is a I dangerous wasn't saying it was myth, the only way. Yeah. like kind of. Mm. Uh, mm. But there's no doubt that I think some of the greatest art also came out of suffering. Yeah, and also greatest art came from very wealthy and privileged people. True, <laughs> true, true, sure, true. sure. Um, and I don't know how I feel, like because you have you have like there are opportunities, and I think that's maybe also what you touched upon about like sort of so. There are alternative paths to go now. There are way more opportunities, like with the internet and like, <laughs> the, 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 like the technology is so much cheaper. You can create a lot of art yourself without yes, having a lot true. of money. Yeah. So there are a lot of opportunities in that sense. Uh, our cultural institutions and cultural funding has maybe not caught up to that, uh, and that's that's. That's just But you know what how has fucking caught up to it is bullshit advertising. Yes, for, they've like, caught up but for like of course, YouTube and TikTok it. and stuff like this, and people who do. Uh, look, I'm like, I am, I'm, I'm 57 and complain. I just yeah, yeah. oh and <laughs> right. Don't be angry with the world. But okay. I, I would, I just would like to think and, and and would like to say it very loudly. I think that this attitude, oh, that's just how it is. I find it extremely dangerous. Mm. I find no, it extremely, for sure, for sure, you know, that's super dangerous, toxic. Um, and you need people yeah. who go in and uh, disrupt things. Mm. But ideally, it should be through some kind of expression. I think. I think for if sure. you just go fuck people over, you're gonna get fucked over. Mm. <laughs> you have to bring something. Yeah. So it, like, it, it needs. You it, have to add some kind of value or some kind of inspiration or some kind of manifesto well, or see, something. Of course, we can we can argue about um, you know the work of uh, Jens for a very long time and uh, battle you know all the ethical angles around it for sure for sure mm. I can I can understand but the fact that we are having this conversation it's just basically proves that it's working. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. Hey to you, Ian. Yeah. yeah. No, no. no we, we we mentioned this on the pod when when it was uh, you know t- topical. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we never spoke about it again because that's what we do. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I I remember also thinking like this was I liked it. I yeah, was yeah. like I yeah. was all for this. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck them. If they didn't, if they underpaid him, that's they have somehow breached the contract already. So why should he upheld his part of the exactly. contract? No, hundred exactly. percent. And, and and don't get me wrong. I'm not against uh, the the uh, the idea of people. Owen just wants suffering artists that are not paid. <laughs> <laughs> I want everyone to be like me. <laughs> No, 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 no. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Uh, but yes, it was a fascinating conversation, and 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 it, it is. It is. I think. I think. I came out in a very direct manner, whereas it's. I think there's far more nuances to it, and there's a way you can. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You can like you 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 read that statement that you read, and you take it. You take what you want from it, mm. right? You don't mm. go you, like whatever piece that you can find inspiration from you take that yeah Yeah. well i think that's you know it also starts the conversation about how do we value art and do we actually understand what art does to society Mm. and why our work as creatives is important Mm. because if you look at the studies in general um 
you would you would see that uh, the areas where art and culture is uh, developed and and subsidized mm-hmm. and supported, um, the general health is up. Um, the citizen participation in um, you know in the political decisions mm-hmm. is on. Um, general you know urban development is there yeah um you just and uh, also there is another studies the that basically say that every every single penny that you are spending on art pays off tremendously mm-hmm. um because if you if you think about this wouldn't you want to live in a district uh that is culturally developed or not Just sure, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. just just from there on, we can see why, um, you know, why we see, uh, why we have this circle where we have those districts that, um, you know, hasn't been taken care of and then suddenly being taken over by creatives. So mm. then 20 years later or 10 years later, big developers come and put in the condo there. Mm. Mm. gentrify the fuck out of it yeah yeah, all, yeah yeah kill all the spirit yes <laughs> yes true <laughs> but also the reason why they want to build there is because of this cultural and artistic work that has been made around mm. yeah, for sure, for um sure. yeah and and you know and then we see it in prices of condos <laughs> and has artists been paid mm-hmm. i don't mm-hmm. think so mm. not in Denmark. Can not it, in a lot of countries. Yeah, I was going to say. Yes, yeah, is there, yes, is yes, there, I'm dramatizing here. Is there a is there a, a country that you could compare it to that you think w- does it well? That's a very good question. Well, I think Ireland actually is doing really, 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 really well. What am I doing here? Yes, yes, yes it's yes, actually yes. no. You're 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 actually true. Yes, you know it, that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So should I m- mention that? Um, just this year, that was nice. Ireland. I really liked that. <laughs> I liked that it was Ireland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they're going to start paying artists. Oh, yeah. Just they are. Mm-hmm. They actually have started already. Oh, have they? Okay. Yes. The so just, oh. with, just with the beginning of this year, yeah. they've given two thousand unconditional incomes to artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have an Irish friend of mine who lives here texted me, sent me the article, and said, "Are we moving home now?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, of course, during uh, during Corona uh, times, um, apparently, apparently, and. Check me out. Uh, check, sure. check me on that, guys. Um, so uh, apparently there was a thing where uh, was it a trust fund or something like that, where artists would actually they could write to an institution uh, and ask for money unconditionally. Yeah. Without in Ireland. Pro- in Ireland, without proof of um, you know. Uh, projects being postponed or grants that they've never gotten for their work or anything like that. No. I possibly I, I I'm not familiar with that one though. Mm-hmm. So check, that could be check, there. Check this out. Check this out. Yeah, check this I'm out. Not, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we're all right. Yeah. We, yeah! Definitely... <laughs> we should move to Ireland. Yeah, I'm coming right? to yeah, come yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, okay. On 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 that. On that. On that. You're on it. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Marius. Marius. We've we've spent the last twenty minutes discussing the finer points of art and the importance of it and how society should uh, embrace it. Mm. What did you bring us? <laughs> what what fun, interesting, insightful things did you bring? Uh, well, uh, we're gonna we're 
going to touch. Uh, it's also not uh, great uh, advertising for Denmark. Um, <laughs> it, it, uh, Go home. This, it's a story from the New York Times um, of of all places uh, that sent a, a correspondent to uh, to Denmark uh, to uh, visit some of these uh, deportation centers oh that uh, my we God. have built for uh, oh. yeah refugees. Don't mm-hmm. let me start on that. Yes, no, it's 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 not great. Um, mm. uh, so I'll I'll give you some insights from this article, and then we can have a little discussion about that. Mm. Um, So uh, yes, with with the new refugee crisis uh, swelling here in Europe, uh, the warm welcome for Ukrainians uh, fleeing uh, a Russian assault has evoked both sympathy and bitterness in the Middle East and Africa. Uh, many feel that the European nations have taken a much more compassionate stance towards the newcomers that uh, had in recent years that than in recent years towards Arab Muslims and African uh, asylum seekers trying to reach the safety of European shores. Hundreds of thousands of Syrians, uh, for example, found a refuge in uh, Europe uh, around 2015. Uh, sorry, hundreds of thousands of Syrians yeah, found refuge in Europe, that's what's correct, <laughs> in 2015. Uh, and Denmark uh, took in more than 30,000 of them. But since then, no European country has gone as far as Denmark uh, to make Syrian refugees feel unwelcome. In 2019, the government began sending out letters to more than 1,200 people from the Damascus region, saying that after granting them uh, residency permits, it was reassessing their temporary asylum status. Since then, more than 100 Syrians have had their residencies evoked um, and uh, have exhausted the appeal processes, uh, essentially making it illegal for them to stay in the country. Some of them have been sent to several deportation centers around the country where their movements are tightly controlled. Uh, but Denmark, we, we can't deport them uh, as we don't have any diplomatic relations with, in Syria. Um, uh, describing uh, what it's like to live in one of these deportation centers, Hati uh, Ham uh, Kurdi, I'm probably also butchering his name, a 61-year-old asylum seeker from Syrian uh, who spent nearly six months in a deportation center, said, uh, being here is like dying slowly. Um, sort of, yeah. Uh, but but the prospect of returning to Syria is is terrifying, he said. So mm. he, he never mm. wants to go back. Mm-hmm. So uh, like uh, Mr. Kurdi, a uh, dozen of Syrians have ended up uh, stuck in some kind of limbo, uh, facing I- indefinite detention um, with the threat of deportation hanging over their heads. In revoking the residency permits of some Syrians, uh, Denmark has become the first European country to rule that they no longer merit asylum, uh, despite the dangers back home. Security and human uh, rights uh, experts say Denmark's assessment of the security situation in Damascus, which we've also spoken about at a previous uh, podcast, um, it's safe there, don't you know? Is is grossly misrepresented. Uh, the risk of uh, uh, while the dictator Bashar al-Assad remains in power, um, so returnees have faced extortion, torture, sexual violence, uh, forced disappearances, according to human rights groups. So uh, yeah. I think it's relevant to bring this up, uh, and uh, my, yeah, it's my, always relevant. Yeah, yeah uh, but I think it's really being uh, highlighted now uh, mm. the hypocrisy that, uh-huh. and this is not to say we shouldn't help uh, Ukrainian refugees, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm super happy uh, that yeah. uh, European countries and, and Denmark have taken swift action and sort yeah. of uh, totally. just opening their embrace, totally. uh, all for that. But it just does highlight the. I mean, <clears throat> I think I'm being kind when I say hypocrisy. Yeah, I yeah could call that's it very kind. Racism, because mm. it is taking yeah. you know one Shit. nation's people 
and saying, yeah, welcome, and the rest of you, no, you can fuck off. And yeah. they're in a similar situation. Mm. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, it's it's uh, it's appalling, and uh, it also maybe feeds into this sort of like who's talking about the Syrian war. Mm. Yeah, I've been thinking about mm. this because yes, it's still going on. Yes, <laughs> but there, I I I I have thought about that. Right? Uh, why why we're so quick to um, take take the uh, Ukrainian invasion personally? And I think there's a few different reasons. One would be uh, this is purely my thoughts. Go sitting at home thinking why why we think like why am I thinking like this? Because uh, I I'm doing the same. I'm like hooked to the Ukrainian situation and stuff. Um, uh, and there's a few things. One is the fact that it's an invasion. It's a sovereign country into another sovereign country. Mm. Whereas like things like because like Myanmar is in the absolute shits for the last year, yeah. right? Awesome. I mean, mm. fucking horrific stuff is happening in Myanmar. Uh, mm. Syria has been going on for. T- over 10 years now mm-hmm. uh, and it's still horrific uh, yeah. you, uh, Iraq is still in the shits uh, in a lot of the parts of it mm-hmm. uh, but they're all internal mm. so I think there's this get out of jail free card in our heads that are like they're internal conflicts and we don't get involved with them and of course that's the international uh, community's view as well it's yeah. like you don't step in on, unless it's like whatever blah 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 blah. there's Mm. places that people do like Mm. in in a lot of places but anyway I I think it's the fact that it's invasion and then the fact that it's a European invasion doubles everything up 100% and okay forgive me forgive me forgive me I'm playing devil's advocate but with the idea of bringing Ukrainians into European countries so quickly I think it's far easier for Ukrainians to settle into these communities quickly because there's probably a lot of Ukrainian communities there already with homes and everything for them to stay. I'm sure there's millions, literally millions, who don't have that. Mm. And that's going to be a bigger problem in the coming weeks and months. Hopefully, you know, not not longer. Uh, but for Syrians coming over, I don't know. I This is purely conjecture on my behalf. But I don't know if it's that easy once they reach a country that they can be settled so quickly. Mm. No, no, I, I don't think it is. Like, uh, so that would be the that, that would be the switch argue. on, switch off of how quickly the Ukrainians um, situation has been accepted by the West. And that that's and that's my and that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, that's yeah. my. No, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, but that to me that doesn't change the facts. Yes. Like these are yeah sure it's 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 not another country invading another country but it's. It's still a war in a country. It's still human beings yes. fleeing mm. for their lives. Uh-huh. Like, totally. So to me, it's. I mean, uh, yeah, it's the same, yeah. same suffering these people are going through. Oh, for sure, mm. for sure, for sure, for sure. But I think that you know, um, the way we're thinking about uh, any state or you know any country, um, also needs to be changed in some way because we we create the country that we really think. Or at least a lot of us, uh, we really think that, you know, that's the base. That's something impenetrable. This is something where the main people are those who are born there and, you know, anyone else can mm, kind of be systemically punished for coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and I think, can we, like, can we change that, please? Because, you know, if we think about this, like... We we really meant to travel. We're really meant to go for a better life. We're really, as as humans, like that's the part of our 
personal story to mm-hmm. to create the journey for ourselves, especially when the journey is is just simply to survive. So, and the way we are creating those impenetrable systems, where you know where those outsiders are not welcomed, um, I don't want to live in a system like this. But I don't know what's the you know, where can I skedaddle? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's difficult because we, we still have this, you know, um, I take my land farmer approach, uh, farmer and warrior approach, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, but not really, okay, how can I thrive here? And how can I um, create the space where someone can come and add something? And how can I create the space where the locals can be interested? Mm in something that they haven't seen before, rather than being scared. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, uh, that's the question. And, you know, and uh, <laughs> I'm an artist. Uh, I'm, I'm not a politician, but I am here to ask questions. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just wanted to... to uh, there's luckily other people talking about this, but I, I think it's just a relevant point. And, but, and I think... I think it's something that's happening... With this war in Ukraine, that is could potentially uh, be a, a, a positive lesson learned yeah. for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, if we take the, this the hypocrisy yeah, we're we're sure. showing here, and mm-hmm. but also just the idea about why is this war happening? Yeah, yeah. Right? There's, there's, it's not just as you know, Putin's evil. <laughs> like, it's not that black and white. There's many mm. fucking geopolitical reasons for why this war is happening. Yeah, yeah. For that, sure. that that we could uh, let's not go into that. that yeah, that's a fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. rabbit hole. Um, but I but I think course. like that. Hopefully, some of these things can be highlighted a little bit or sort of surface and be a, sort of that we can be confronted with them a little mm. bit, and maybe that will make us reassess or think a little bit differently about how we. Yeah, and and, and if, other, if the last yeah. if sure. if the last two years, two and a bit years, has shown us anything, it's how fast we can mobilize mm. as a as a planet. Mm. Like shit can change real fast mm. on a global scale. Yeah, uh, yeah. and hopefully those like tools that we've gained can be actually brought for good. You know, I mean. That would be the beautiful silver lining sure. to this uh, terrible for mess sure, sure. we're yeah. in. Yeah. But but you know but. Uh, I'm curious about what we can do today. And something what I can sure we can do mm. is fucking close Elebeck mm-hmm. and, you know, and all the, sim- all the similar uh, <laughs> concentration camps. Uh, oh, yeah, to, the, the deportation camps. Yeah, the yeah. deportation yeah, yeah. camps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, we, some, some of us, uh, of course, probably heard stories about, um, you know, what happens there. Mm-hmm. No, but um, in this article, they also go into how, like, this... this this, uh, yeah, right. ex- this man, Mr. Cody, like exactly. he is losing his mind. Like, <laughs> yeah. like he is becoming yeah. schizophrenic and like he is just, yeah. And like For depressed sure. and like completely devoid of any sort of yeah. For uh, sure. life value, right? For sure. For sure. But For they, sure. They, and this, this might be where, once again, a learning curve that like, because what we're seeing on the news with Ukraine, it's so understandable. Like uh, Marius, I was saying to you earlier that um, my girlfriend has friends in mm. Kiev and and like mm. and, and it was it we've like people we know are there right yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean and we're seeing the footage that it makes it way more personal and way more understandable about the atrocities that are happening there 
maybe you can start people can start putting in perspective what the atrocities are happening in Syria in in Myanmar um in in, in you know um horrific parts of Mexico for instance like where these f- human rights issues fucking China god I'm like mm. this is endless um <laughs> but like you can actually put yourself there much easier mm. because you you like from what the personal side you're taking from Ukraine but why like like so yeah i Or is it just an easy excuse to say that? Because because we like, what's the difference? We get the same footage but out of Iraq. But there is like, an undeniable mm. distance and lack of understanding of culture is is a crutch we lean on for, sure. for misunderstanding. For sure. And I don't that is undeniable. Know Ukrainian culture. I know, I but I, I, I know, but I, you, 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 you think it's cl- you fucking closer s- to it. Said it the wrong way. Like yeah, I, I know. <laughs> that's the best. That's fucking amazing. Right? Well, they're closer to it. us, and they're white. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they're white. But yes, a hundred percent. I, I think mean, that I, is the that's, that's the thing. Sure, yeah. and I'm I'm, I'm I think it's these, purely because they're white, these, and I could are, like imagine are, myself. These are fucked up truths that we have to start owing up to. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. saying about the three of us in this room. I'm talking about society, Western society, fucking the world. Sure, mm. sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that we, there's a reason we we feel more connected to some a, different, a particular group. Mm. But I just think it's. Because my poem is just like we we're getting this like it's the same kind of news coverage almost like we're the, the news is so fucking great at, like that's this is their specialty right yeah, war yeah. catastrophe yeah, any yeah. crisis like fucking their ace at that right yeah and we get I mean now we don't get so much coverage from Syria but we did get it when it was yeah yeah when it was hot topic yeah. it was there right yeah 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 mm. it's like those pictures affects me just as much as watching are you any Ukrainian or any, did they though. That's I, I fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> this this the, this the shit, yeah, this the shit, the, tough questions you got to yeah, start asking yeah, yourself, yeah. right? Because yeah. I'm being honest, I don't think it did. I'm being I'm sorry, I'm being I'm so gonna be honest. honest. Like, I'm gonna be honest. I'm full against you know human suffering and all of that, and yeah. it's absolutely terrible to see you know people from other side of the planet being beheaded. Mm-hmm. But I certainly didn't feel that connected as I am to Ukrainians, for sure, mm. for sure, for sure. And I think it is a problem. Yeah, it is a problem. Yeah. But I think that it's it's good to kind of it's good to highlight. That. It, it, yes. It's good, it's good yes. to yes. say yeah. that. Yeah. It's good to say that. Yeah. Be honest it. with oneself. Yeah, yeah. 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 totally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was just a lighthearted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I tell you what, Marius. Uh, let's 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 quickly round it off with some quick news. Quick oh, news bits. Buddy. Oh, I like here, uh, guys. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, uh, fun news. Buzz Aldrin's moon photos were sold in Copenhagen. Why in Copenhagen? I, I don't oh, know. No questions for I do yeah. no questions today. <laughs> I am on the brink of a nervous breakdown right now. I've I've just been real honest with myself. But I wasn't ready. <laughs> Uh, Carlsberg uh, have um, pulled back from their um, association with any uh, production in, in, in Russia. Mm. They're also, mm-hmm. like many other co- country companies, they've pulled off out of Russia. Probably the uh, best thing they could have done. It is uh, estimated a hundred Danes have gone to Ukraine yep. uh, to to aid in the war, uh, fighting the effort. Uh, and my personal favorite, Kevin Magnuson is back in F1. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you know. I know. <laughs> And you're pretty cool. <laughs> uh, all right, so there are uh, quick news. Uh, competition. Uh, we had a competition. I'm flying through it now because we've been on for a while. Okay. Um, oh, that, we, oh, we, we, we did a competition last week. We, yes, we put did. up photos on uh, Instagram and Facebook of a business around Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. And we want you to, uh, listeners, we just want you to link the 
name of the company. Tag That's the it. name. Tag just the name. Whatever it comes. That's it. And you're in you the draw. And you're in the draw. Mm-hmm. And it's a random draw made by our very own guest. Yes. Who will pick between all the correct answers. And mm-hmm. uh, shall we do that now? Yeah. So can we just get a number between one and seven? Is there more? Was it seven? All right. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Seven. Five. Five. <gasps> Let's go. One, two, three, four, five. Debbie Scarlett Foster. Congratulations, Debbie. Congrats, Debbie. Debbie, you uh, correctly answered Queen's Delight. Yes. Which is a a, a lovely eclairs uh, shop mm-hmm. right in smack in the center of the city, close to Cognito. Yeah. Uh, check out Queen's Delight. And Debbie, you get one of their uh, Queen's Delight boxes where you get uh, some to sample some of their lovely eclairs. There you are. Oh, Me and Owen, we, we went there once uh, yeah. and did an interview with them and, and tasted a lot of ec- Great eclairs. Stuff. Really good stuff. It's real yummy. Yeah. <laughs> it's real yummy. Uh, and they've, they've expanded the place. It's a bigger place. You can sit inside. Okay, man. Okay, yeah, okay. It's lovely. It's great. We know it's, 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 it's like delightful. Big, it's fucking delightful. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Uh, what was, I'm, I'm uh, oh, We have a new competition coming up this week. Yes. With Nervous Copy Photoscope. Check out the... Yes. It's also delicious. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, so on Instagram and Facebook, we will put photos up uh-huh. of a business. All you have to do is link the business. Um, hot tips. Marius, do you have a hot tip for us? I do. Uh, well, uh, the Oscars are uh, closing in on us on the 27th of March. And uh, if you uh, would like to watch the uh, entire Oscars, yeah, uh, <laughs> you could go to Hoosel. That has uh, an event called A Night at the Oscars. Uh, this is the third time they do it. Mm-hmm. So, so they... It's going to be a good one. They yeah. they nailed it now. Uh, it's going to be an unforgettable evening with red carpet, games, a Razzie award, a live betting competition. Oh, my God. And dressing up is highly recommended. Oh, uh, my God. Reservation must be made by emailing Jack Stevenson. Shout out to Jack uh, at gmail.com yeah. uh, and include Oscars in the subject. Where is it again? Where is it's the at Hoosel, right? Hoosel, oh, Biographed the cinema yes. upstairs in Hoosel or Bastard Cafe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great place. Jack, oh, uh, yeah. been on the show before. Very interesting oh, guy. Yeah. Runs yes. a great little yeah. space. Yeah. Really yeah. Cool. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And Mariana, you are uh, you're doing something. That's right. X Y C. Yes. Um, so uh, there is an exhibition and discussion. And I called DJ. it a conversational saloon because in Danish it was a samtale salon. Yes, precisely, precisely. Well, it's interesting that they referred to this as samtale salon because uh, there is going to be a lot of uh, performances and exhibitions. Um, uh, yeah, during that day, and uh, I'm very much taking part in it. Um, so I'm coming there with my performance called Red Storm. And uh, if you want to see some primal forces channeled through female body, well, you're welcome. I'll be there with my beautiful composer, Morteza Kasravi, mm. uh, coming from Iran. Oh, wow. He's gonna code music as he looks at me. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this is, uh, what time is this? Um, and uh, it is between four and uh, eight. Ten? Ah, <laughs> thanks, Boris. <laughs> yes, I only, I only know, like, uh, you know, that I have to show up there. <laughs> But, yeah, it's between four and ten on Wednesday. Um, 16th of March. 16th of March. And uh, I think you're you're there for a little treat. Nice. We will stick it up on the Facebook and the Instagram as well. And that's our show. That's that our show. show. Cool. What a, what, a, what a show it was. 
It was. Ooh, that was uh, you guys rock. I want to come back. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you rock. You rock. Thanks for joining us on the on the show. Yeah, Thanks. thank you so much. Uh, you thank, guys you, Marius. thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. That is it for this week. We'll be back in two weeks uh, with more stuff. Uh, until then, stay coping.